Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and you're listening to Deb Wolf as usual. But unusual for us, we have a brand new guest we've never heard from before. So I want to say welcome to the show, Kendra Clark. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I lo- I'm looking so forward to our conversation. Well, okay. So this title, you have Mother Popping Adorable, What to Do When Your Dog is Better Than Everyone Else's. Couldn't resist that. What a great title. How'd you come up with that, Kendra? Well, there was a lot of great selections, but in the end, you know, it's a fun title and it's meant to, you know, pique your interest. And really the goal of the book is to, you know, bring a lighter side to, for, for pet lovers and dog navigating life with your dog. So it seemed to fit perfectly. Okay. But it's not just, I mean, when I started reading, it does fit perfectly. And okay. So one of the things I noticed right away is you're talking about how to make your dog kind of famous, kind of popular, right? Right. And so, so okay. <laughs> so everybody out there thinks their dog's adorable. I sometimes adopt out puppies and the people let me know they've got an Instagram for their puppy. Those are usually the millennials. Uh, the people who are a little bit older tell me they're going to be sending pictures on Facebook. So everybody's into this now. But is there a way to do it right? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. I mean, first, I think it starts with what platform is best for you? Because, Mm. you know, I love Instagram. Instagram's fun, but there are tons of famous dogs on TikTok, probably YouTube dogs. Uh, So there's various platforms. So first I think you have to fit fine. If you do want that Insta famous dog, you really do believe your dog's better than everyone else's, or even that he's (laughs) cute and you need to share him with the world, which typically happens, right? I think you first start with the platform that you want. And so I talk a lot about, I have a fun quiz to choose the platform, but then I really do talk and focus on Instagram because it seems to be, those are the dogs we seem to relate with in the media that are Insta famous, like Doug the Pug, who's walking the red carpet and things like that. Is that how Grumpy Cat got famous too? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. It's the platform. If you're out there listening and you have a dog or cat with a black face and no spots, speckles, freckles, no blue eyes, is this even possible for you with a black animal that doesn't photograph so great? Oh, for sure. I think you need to find the, obviously the right lighting. It's going to be a little trickier for you, but for sure, you just need to maybe take it outside where lighting is a lot more easier to get right. And obviously they're always going to do cute things no matter where they are. So location doesn't matter, but it's really about lighting. Okay. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break and come back and talk about names because I've told you before, there are some names that I do not recommend for pets, but this is a whole different situation. This is how to pick a name that's going to make your dog or cat insta famous. According to Kendra Clark, our guest author today. So stay tuned. When we come back, we'll talk about names on Animal Party. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. 
It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, you're back on Animal Party. And today's guest, Kendra Clark, author of the book, Mother Puffing Adorable, What to Do When Your Dog is Better Than Everyone Else's. And it's all about how to make your dog famous on Instagram and how to get the best pictures and how to work on the wardrobe. But before we get to that, what about the name, Kendra? Are there bad names, good names? I think it depends on you and what you find will resonate with your audience. But the obvious connection, if you want to try the Instagram route, is to find a fun name that will become your handle. In, in your social platform. I use one example in the book, which is so adorable. The gentleman named his dog Brie. And so his handle is Bonjour Brie. And how cute. He has a whole French theme of his entire account and it really works for him. So with that, and it's original enough that people will remember it. So when okay. you're picking a name, you know, one angle is to try and mesh it with your Instagram handle. But, you know, if that's not your your thing, I have, we have tons of other suggestions based on your bucket list, your affinities, um, whatever. Me personally, I love a, a people name for a pet. Oh, like Henry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, the thing I don't like when people choose names is there's a few things. If it rhymes or sounds a lot like the word no, like Bruno, Juno, sometimes the dog thinks his name is Brew or Jew, and then he's just being scolded all the time. Oh, that's such a good point. That is so you really get a very a disobedient or even aloof dog. All you got to do is change the name. Sometimes I just have to tell people, oh, just call him Brew for a week and see what happens. And they're just astonished because they've stopped scolding him inadvertently every time they looked at him or talked to him or gave him a command. <laughs> and he's just so grateful. You know, I'm not getting told no all the time for doing nothing. So sometimes it's that simple. There was a dog who came here called Juno and they ended up changing her name to Juna, which means nothing, but whatever. She came to Juna and she didn't come to Juno. So that worked. Another thing I would caution against for people is if you've got like a family name or a company name or a website name and you're answering the phone with it or you're using it all the time, or there's already two people in the house called that, that can really mess up the dog's identity. He doesn't know if you're talking to him or not, and he'll just eventually tune you out completely. So if his name's Henry and so's your plumbing shop and you're answering the phone 20 times a day, Henry's, 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 that's not a good name for Henry. Okay. So those are my tips on the names, but let's get to the wardrobe. Okay. Some people think dressing up dogs is wrong. Of course, those people have never had a dog had surgery, get shaved in winter and have to tolerate a jacket or, or the opposite, get shaved and need sun protection and the heat. And now the dog isn't used to wearing anything and won't put up with it. And you've got a dilemma. So it's always good to at least train them to put up with it. So, and think it's fun. So later, if you need it, you have it. Okay. So now if you like it, and you want to have fun with it, what do they do, Kendra, with the wardrobe situation? 
Yeah. So first of all, I would really make sure that it's nothing that embarrasses them or makes them feel bad, right? They're not, uh, you know, a monkey in the zoo. They're our loving pals and we want them to feel special. And certain outfits can do that. And certain outfits can really do the opposite. So all about having fun and such a great concept. Outfits really, really do that. But gosh, forever, you can scroll through your feed on Instagram and see very miserable pets that are clearly just tolerating for somebody else's amusement. And that's not and that's not what we want. Well, some dogs like it more than others. Early on when they're puppies, I dress them up in what I would say are more accessories than costumes. You know, something really light doesn't interfere with how they move, doesn't bug them or hang in their face or itch or scratch. And I take the picture and I tell them sit, stay or whatever we're working on. And then they get, you know, maybe a cuddle or maybe a treat sometimes, but it's fast. So they don't hate it. And then I do it to the next dog and they're thinking, oh, when's it my turn again? And then I go back to them and sort of make it fun and quick and short. Eventually they're ready for a full costume. Maybe in, on one of my YouTubes, I show a golden doodle, a very hyper adolescent golden doodle putting up with an entire bridal veil so we could stage a <laughs> wedding, you know? And so eventually you can do other things, but you want to stick with costumes that really don't interfere with their movement or get in their face or annoy them. You know, things with bells on the end and stuff like that. You're just asking for trouble and you don't want them eating bits of the costume. So you do have to watch them when they're wearing it. But again, like I just recently, one dog who's coming here and went into heat and it was so convenient that she likes to dress up because she's completely willing to wear the, uh, diaper that goes with that. You know, you take it off when she goes outside, you put it on when she's inside, makes life a lot cleaner for the owners too. And if she wasn't used to costumes, all of a sudden, randomly twice a year, I don't know if she'd put up with it. So it can help out a lot later. All right, we're going to go to another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the D word, dating with your dog. Is that even possible? I think it is. We're going to ask Kendra Clark. So stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio with me, Deb Wolf, and Kendra Clark, author of Mother Puppin Adorable. So, okay, how do you date with your dog? How does this help us date, this Instagram thing? So I don't know that Instagram in and of itself helps you date, but I do have a chapter on dating with your dog and setting up your dating profile, if that's the route you want to go and making the first introductions. And then what I think is kind of interesting or could be kind of amusing for some are deal breakers. And so you know, we've all, maybe we've had a great date and you can pretty much tell though, that the dog is not going to be welcome. So what do you do? 
And how do you manage that? Right. That's the big one. Yes. Okay. So do you even want to date someone who won't make your dog welcome? I don't. No, do you? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I would count those as deal breakers. And so, you know, obviously someone that criticizes you and the way you train your pet has a low tolerance for maybe a little hair and a little muddy paws, maybe that won't be a great fit long-term. Okay. So I'm going to add this in because I was recently watching TV, trying to get away from all the pets and the pet research, randomly trying to distract myself with a human show and family feud came on and up comes the category, gross things people do with their pets. Top seven answers on the board. Okay. Can you guess any of them, Kendra? Licking their face or giving them kisses. Number one. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're going to be good at this. Number two. Can you get, or any of them? Can you guess any others? There's seven on the board. Sleeping with their dog. Ding, ding, ding. Number three. Okay. Got any others? <laughs> what uh, annoys people most that pet people do with their pets? You've got three out of seven. Like, no, not even trying. You got top three. Number two, we already talked about today. Oh, having to pick up poo with a bag. Oh, that's in there. That's number six. But it's weird to me that that would be number six and not number one, because, you know, I sympathize on that one. But yeah, (laughs) scooping is number six. We still got, well, number two, we we did cover today. That's dressing up your dog. Some people don't like that, apparently. Oh, so these aren't just like hygienic. They're not the people I would date, but okay. So (laughs) let's go. I think these uh, people who don't dress up animals or find it so awful that they put it in a list of gross things. Those people have no sense of humor. That's what I think. Okay. So we have a couple more going on. Baby talk. People think it's gross when you talk baby talk to your pet. Now this one, I kind of agree with them on. They think it's gross when we share food with our pets. And I must say, when I see like the parrot guy put something in his mouth and then the the bird walks over and takes it out of his mouth or the monkey person does this or, or even a cat, I've seen cat, cat people do this sort of thing. And dog people, I've seen them share an ice cream, you know, you lick, I lick, you lick, I lick, parasite, parasite. No, thank you. Uh-uh. Yeah. So for me, that's, that's one of those, I don't know, but I'm not sure it would be a dating deal breaker. Well, yeah, no, cause you want to kiss him, right? Mm. Well, maybe it depends on the type of sharing, right? So if you have the last spoonful of food and give it to your pet and then use the dishwasher on sanitize mode and wash your hands, maybe not such a deal breaker. Right. Or I'm eating something and I take with my human cutlery and plate the thing and I scoop it into his doggy dish and he eats it. No problem with that. I have no problem with that. Right. But the other way around, big problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. And the last thing was cremating. They found it gross that we cremate pets, which I thought, well, what would you want us to do with them? I guess bury them. So that's just religious preference, probably. That's interesting. That made the board. Uh, but the kiss yeah. on the face, you got that and sleep with your pets. Sleep with your pets. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? Sleep with your pets. That would be a big dating deal breaker, I think. Because if you want to and he doesn't or she doesn't and she does or whatever, how are you going to sleep together? You're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of working through that right now. No, um, no. <laughs> my husband, when we started dating, I had a great Dane. And for some reason, it was no problem if she was in the bed. But now, 15 years later, he takes issue with animals in the bed. So I actually have to hide them on my side. <laughs> okay, so a great Dane. Are we talking like 160 pounds? Yes. What's, what, what was that great Dane's height and weight? Yeah, like 160 if it was female, maybe 190 if it was male. Yes, That's 160 big... female. Okay. Yep. Can stretch from one end of a king size bed to the other with ease, toe to toe, no problem, right? 
Yes, I would not have been <laughs> hiding her. Yes, it was out in the open. <laughs> so, okay, so he slept with a great day. But what do you got now? Teacup poodle? Yeah, now I have a rat terrier. <laughs> And it is like an oh my absolute gosh. no. Wow. His position in the hierarchy has shifted. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> if he was a dog, I'd be like, you know, you need to kick him out of the bed. He just thinks he's too, too uh, in charge. This is not good. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to get into the human counseling because I don't think I'd be very good at it. But if this was a dog, I'd say he should put up with the little rat terrier sharing the bed with you. I would say that. Yeah, he got him for me too, right? <laughs> oh, did he? Why didn't he like the rat terrier? Does it have ugly, yicky habits? Like, does it lick his face at night or nuzzle into his neck and make him too hot or some something irritating? Not at all. He just <laughs> sees him out on the farm during the day and then he thinks it's disgusting. But he's like on top, you know, I would, you know, but now I have to hide him. So it's actually worse for everybody. Okay, so he's small and little and he travels around where there's manure collecting it all on his little rag body. So by the end of the day, your husband sees him as like this just bacteria dish rag that's, that's been wiping the, the forest from the farm. <laughs> so you need that's a bath a before story. bed, but you can't yeah. bathe him in the day. Oh, oh that's a yeah. Okay, I might I don't know which side I'm on on this one. <laughs> I really don't. I'd be waffling. I think I'd be I'd be interested in the dog sharing my bed on bath day. How about that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Maybe okay. that will be the consolation. So actually you have done some counseling here. Oh, there we go. All right. My work is done. Okay. So your book covers a lot more than this. Is there anything you'd like to tell our audience before we run out of time? Also, uh, we touch on travel and, you know, really, I think the thing about, you know, traveling with pets as well is to be kind of subtle about it and it'll be better for all pet lovers in general to be able to navigate life and travel and restaurants with your dog and, and, you know, be respectful of others. And um, I think it'll go very far for all of us. Well, I agree with you there. And sometimes, yes. I mean, if you have an atrociously behaved pet and you want to travel with it, get it trained first. If you don't want to do that, figure out a way to leave it behind because you're going to run into problems everywhere you go if your dog or cat can't handle it. It should already know the carrier or the car or whatever it's going to be traveling in. It should already be at ease with these things. You have to have some routines like blankets or beds or things that travel with him so he's comfortable. You have to know his diet and his food and his bathroom habits so everything works out. You know, and some dogs and cats travel really well. Some do not. Some tolerate anesthetic for the flight, according to the vet. No problem. Others really don't. And any dog or cat with a pushed in face you got to think about extra issues with breathing on a plane and maybe not, maybe leaving it behind is the best. But when you do travel with them, if you do have a well-behaved pet and it's really well-groomed, so nobody's looking at you like you're bringing in mud and grossness into their hotel room that's going to have to be shared with other people in the lobby and all that. I mean, you got to keep your animals clean and presentable and well-behaved and quiet. If all that's true, then just go for it, right? Or is there more to it? No, I think you've hit it right on the head. And... I think the rest of the world will appreciate it. And for all other dog lovers that want to travel, they'll appreciate it as well. Well, the thing, the dogs that I place are usually non-shedding dogs. They're golden doodles and standard poodles. And so they get this like free pass a lot of the time, you know, and, and I often will tell people, look, if you're planning on taking your standard poodle, who's big traveling with you and you want to get in and out of places real easy, then ahead of time, get the groom. Don't wait till the end of the trip. Have him look in his most fancy purebred, quaffed, clean self before you try and sneak him into the B&B. 
Okay. And then if that's not enough, add some ribbons, put on a kerchief, make this animal adorable. That's the first thing. Because, you know, the difference between a standard poodle with a long coat after it's been on a camping trip and a standard poodle just freshly groomed is huge. And that's true of any dog. So like hedge your bets, come clean. That's what I suggest. And bring lots of flea spray, flea spray, because the animal places that are tolerant of animals often have a lot of fleas. And sometimes they're fleas that are never encountered by your dog before, or your cat before, different type, different type of parasite. So you want to get in there and spray the room first and let it air out then bring your pets in there. And at the end of it all, I would say spray your luggage too and wash all the, all the stuff that you had in there, the blankets and the beds. Only bring stuff you can wash because you just don't want to bring home critters. All right, Kendra, anything else you want to add? Mother popping adorable. How about where they can get it and where they can get more of this great stuff and take the quiz? Yeah. So there's lots of quizzes inside, similar to when we were young and we were reading our Cosmo magazines, doing those quizzes. And you can find Mother Pup and Adorable, What to Do When Your Dog is Better Than Everyone Else's on Amazon or any large bookseller and online. And, and then visit our site. It'll direct you right to Amazon and it's at thepopularpets.com where there's other great information for you for pet lovers. All right, everybody. If you've been thinking of making your dog famous, or maybe you already started and you're getting all kinds of hits and you want to just take it to the next level, this is how you do that with Kendra Clark, Mother Pup and Adorable. Thank you very much, Kendra. Thanks for joining us here at Animal Party. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, you did so well. You would have won, I don't know, a few hundred dollars anyway on Family Q. You would have done really, really well on that one. Me too. Yes. Nice one. Congratulations. Okay, everybody. Until... Until next time, from Animal Party, Kendra Clark and me, Deb Wolf, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.